Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It was it was honestly heartbreaking, bro. Honestly, it was tough. I'm not even gonna lie, it was tough because that was the main reason why I went to Kansas. And it was to play in March Madness to win a national championship. And for me, from everything I went through, even from just at the start of Kansas, because it was like a real grind to get. I didn't start when I first got to Kansas. I had to really work. And I ended up starting like the middle of the season going into March Madness. So I was me- I was messed up, bro. I'm not going to lie. Welcome to 94 and More, presented by Bristol Studio. While a basketball court might be 94 feet, we believe it's limiting to solely look at this beautiful game as a sport. In our minds, it's closer to an art form, even a tool through which we can study the world and learn about ourselves. I'm your host, Jake Fenster, and on this podcast, we will explore the game of basketball, not only as a sport, but as a dynamic force that influences culture, builds bridges, and has the ability to shape our national conversation. Hope you enjoy. As always, feel free to reach out to us at 94 at bristol-studio.com and follow us on Instagram at Bristol Studio and at 94 and more podcast. All right, let's get into the show. Today, I'm here with Vic. Vic, how you doing? Good, dog. What's up? Our guest today is Isaiah Moss. Isaiah, thanks for joining the show. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So I think it's fitting that we start off because March Madness just ended and Kansas won the tournament and you yep. played at Kansas. What, uh, what was that like for you watching that? Oh, watching it, it was, it was good to see him win. You know, a lot of those guys that played on that team I played with and um, our, camp, our season got canceled 2020 that year. We were number one seed. We was yeah. expecting to win it. I thought we were going to win it. So to see them win was it felt good. They deserve it. Coach deserves it. So I was just happy. When when they were down what fifteen and a half, did yeah. you see it? Ha- did you see the comeback? Yeah, I wasn't worried. Everybody was all in my ear. Like <laughs> I was, I wasn't worried at all though, because like I knew in the locker room, coach was gonna get them ready. It was gonna come out, and I feel like they played better in the second half. So I already knew they was gonna come back. What? Where did you think that you? Uh... Go ahead, Sorry, Jake. You uh, ahead, ended Jake. up transferring. Did you have uh, two dogs in the race, or you were you were always just Kansas? I don't know. I had so I had I had um said I was going to transfer from Iowa, and I had ended up transferring to Arkansas. Well, I, I don't think a lot of people don't know this, but I transferred. Not not transfer. I uh, committed to Arkansas, and um I took a, I took a visit to Arkansas. I took a visit to Kansas, and I committed to Arkansas. And about a week later, <laughs> I had decommitted from Arkansas and then went to Kansas. So to answer your question, nah, it was it was pretty much those two schools. What uh, no, but I'm what saying that? while you were watching the tournament, or did you want Iowa, Arkansas, and oh. Kansas to do well, or are you just going for Kansas? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> pretty much Kansas. Oh, <laughs> I I would lost pretty early, so it was made it easier for him. Yeah, you maybe. see, yeah, yeah. You see how he says, he says it's pretty much that Iowa went far. He'd have been like, you know, I kind of had the, the Hawkeyes doing my doing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, nah, no, nah, yeah. But uh, I, I wanted to 
pick on what you said um, when Kansas was down at half, you weren't worried. You kind of knew that the coach would have them in, in the locker room and, and get them ready to go. What went through your mind? Like what about coach Bill self um, in that halftime made you so confident that he was going to get those guys ready? I think it's just his coaching, his coaching methods and his process of just throughout the whole season from, from the, from day one, from we have a boot camp from that day forward is just mentally getting you ready for, for that, for that very moment. Um, he's a great coach, but he's, he's, he's hard on you, which makes mm-hmm. you better and perform better in these moments. So those, I knew that those guys at the last game of the season with having a full season before that, they were ready for it mentally. Yeah, no, I think that that, uh, obviously there was something that happened in that locker room that changed the, the trajectory of that game and won them a championship, um, yeah. which was obviously not an easy thing to do. But I want to take it back a little bit. Let's go to your early days. So you grew up in okay. Chicago, right? So I'm from a suburb called Frankfurt. I grew up in Frankfurt, Illinois. Um, went to Lincoln Way East for my first year of high school, and I transferred. Gotcha. And moved how to did Chicago. You know, how did you get connected with Vic? How did you guys know each other? Man, I think that's when I moved to the city is when I – when we first started, like seeing each other in gyms, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I moved to the city my um, sophomore year in high school, went to Simeon. And I think after that, uh, I started getting into camps and stuff and seeing them around. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is I would have imagined we would have, you know, crossed paths at least one between our, our fathers having a good relationship with each other. But then two, I'm also from, you know, kind of the south suburbs. And definitely have family in Frankfurt. So I feel like we, we should have crossed out yeah. the city. But, you know, it's just weird how life works sometimes. It is. Um, so, Isaiah, for you, was basketball kind of the thing that you were always in love with? Did you always start with basketball? Or were there other sports involved? Or, or how did you really get involved in this game? Yeah, it was pretty much always basketball. Um, my sister played high school, and I really liked it, watching her. But... That was pretty much it. But, uh, yeah, I just I just always play basketball. I tried playing football, and I didn't like it. So, that, what, what, did, that, that, what did you like about it? It was just – it was too – like, I, I so I played up. I was in sixth grade, and I played with the eighth graders because I was so tall at the time. And um, I was still, like, a soft little kid, and I ended up getting hurt. Like, yeah, they hit hard. They hit too hard. So, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stick with basketball. <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's the same reason Vic didn't play football. He, he didn't like the hits. Uh, <laughs> sure I'm not, not going to let you play. draw me into the football bench. Yeah, I played for a, a decent amount of time, actually. I'm not going to let Jake pull me into the football <laughs> He tries to do this. He tries to do this every, every show. Every time football comes football. up, I have to. He, try, he tries to do it. All right, so so just getting off topic, but but Vic came out to L.A. And, yeah. uh, and Vic was talking about how he's a quarterback and all this. And we're in the middle of the street, like throwing the football. And I swear you threw one of the ugliest ducks I've ever seen, like sidearm, <laughs> just hit like a park. What's crazy ball. is, so when I, when I, yeah, well, yeah, well, as we know, it's still in my mind. So there was a tornado in the middle of the street, too, huh? But when I, when I played, I was, I was actually really good at football, but I tore my labrum because I did throw a sidearm and I got like, I got sacked. A guy hit me in the front and a, a, I guess a lineman came around. And got me as I threw the ball down, and tore my labrum. And so, like since since I had did that, really, I never like I had to stop basically. Yeah. Um, How long did you play? Like, let me just focus on basketball. Maybe six years. 
six, seven years. Oh, you, you played for a while. Played for a Coach minute. D made me quit. Coach D was kind of like, you know, you have, yeah. Because so when I came into Rita, I came in and I, they kind of like, you know, more or less recruited me to play football and basketball. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Tony Hicks and another one of our players, like better players, played football too. Tony had just tore his ACL playing football, and another player had like broke his arm. So our coach yeah. is like, none of my basketball guys can play football anymore. And I was kind of like, no, mm-hmm. you know, no. You know, I'm, you know, I came here to play both. So I'm going to play football yeah. too. I, I started doing up training and all that stuff. And then he kind of sat me down and was like, all right, look, if you play football, you're not going to be on varsity. So I was just kind of like, all right, well, that's great. It's uh, literally as I'm like gearing up for football season. So I just had to, I had to stop. I just go right yeah. to basketball. Which one was your like first – Love, I guess. Like, which one did you like more at the time? Uh, I think I was better at football at the time. I always loved basketball. Like, I always loved basketball. You know, I come from a big basketball family, and I love basketball. But I was really – I was, like, really good at football. Like, when high school was kind of telling me to come to their school, it was for football. The really? basketball was like, oh, you can play basketball too. But, like, it was for football. And yeah. I was really – I was, like – I was looking at Marist, Mount Carmel, um, HF. and Okay. Uh, Rita for like football and bas- I was going to play basketball, but it was really football. True. But uh, you I know, like that. just the way it played out, I ended up taking off with basketball. True, true. It's a nice little uh, a tangent. Vic Law's uh, former football career didn't. Well, also pretty play. short too, so like yeah. it made more sense for me to play football too. I guess. And then uh, you shot up, and that was all yeah. over. Um, but getting kind of getting back on track. Um, so Isaiah, you you stuck with basketball. When did you start realizing your potential in basketball? Was that you know early on, or did it take a little while till you were in high school? Yeah, it took a little while. I would say probably probably my junior junior yeah probably like my junior year in high school. So probably like you- sophomore year in high sophomore to junior year like that summer. So, and what was like the turning point? Was there a specific moment or anything that, you know, you were doing differently or, you know, were you practicing, waking up every day at 5 a.m., putting in work and you realized at that point in time, like you had set yourself apart from the competition or or what kind of stands out in, in your memory? I just, I feel like it was, it was just a transition from going to the suburbs, playing, playing in the suburbs to playing in the city. And I, would, I just, I, my confidence just went way up once I like knew like I can hang. And I can play and really like play. So I, I think that that was a moment where I was like, okay, I can I can really do this for real. Tell me, take us back to like the early Lincoln Way East days. When, so when you first had the Lincoln Way East, what was you on freshman, sophomore? Was you on varsity starting out? Like what? My kind fr- of take us through that experience and tell us like the difference between playing in the suburbs and playing in the city. Okay, my um when I first got there, my freshman year, I played on the sophomore team, and mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was pretty easy. It was, it was a lot of fun because it was like I can, I was scoring a lot of points, all that type of stuff. Uh, and then my sophomore year, I played on varsity. I actually played with my brother because he's two years older than me. I played on played on varsity, and we wasn't good or nothing like that. But it was, it was still like, I guess I would say pretty easy. And then uh, going to the city. It was at first. It was it was like a little shock to me at first. I was playing timid, like I'm not used to you know being around like all black people for real. To be honest with you, yeah. and um, it was it was like I was playing timid at first, and then I don't know. Some just had snapped. I guess I just got used to it or whatever. But 
you know, mm -hmm. um, it start just start playing well, and I don't know, <laughs> it just it, I just got confidence from it. The difference I would say from playing it, and you you probably I know you know big, um, but the difference is just the aggressiveness and just like the mentality. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like it's like a real thing in Chicago. Like basketball is a serious thing. And, uh, yeah, I would just say the me the mentality, the aggression, toughness. Mm -hmm. Got you. And then what led you to to change to Simeon? First of all, oh, Simeon, my God. Simeon, uh, yeah. come on, get it right, bro. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. The guy not from Chicago gets it wrong. <laughs> I get it. You know what? All right, but you know what I was going to get right? I was super excited about, Vic? It's what? Brisbane. It's Brisbane. What is Brisbane? It's yeah. Brisbane. Brisbane. That's what matters here. It's Brisbane. <laughs> but, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry, what was, the, what was the question? Uh, what, what, what made you leave and go to semi On. On. Semi on. Yeah. Um, oh, man, what was the... I think it was just to play better competition. I think my parents seen we, we like I, I don't really come from a sports family, so we didn't really know mm -hmm. a lot. So I guess we were just kind of uh, gaining knowledge about basketball and stuff. And now we want to be now they want me to be in a better position to to like go to college and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it was Simeon, and um, I know that my sophomore year we were going to a lot of Simeon games. And stuff like that, just checking it out. And uh yeah, I think that's the reason we just gain more knowledge about basketball and we want to be in a, a, the best position for me to get better. And what was that experience like for you? So once you were now in that position at you know a basketball school, what were some of the things that you know you had to adjust to that felt very different from your previous high school basketball experience? Oh, you talking about basketball wise? Yeah, basketball wise. Or you know, yeah. outside of basketball too. Um, just like I said, the, that, uh, the mentality, like I said, I think I was probably when I first got there, was a little timid and, um, wasn't used to just the environment, but, um, yeah, I think that was probably the biggest adjustment for me. I, it don't take me long to adjust though. So that, that, it didn't take too long, but yeah, I would say that's my, that was my biggest adjustment. How'd you like playing with, um, like some of Chicago's best talent, because I know when, you, when we were in high school and you were at Simeon, you know, Simeon was still rolling with some of, like, some players like Kendrick Nunn, Steve Taylor, Jabari. Like, how was it like playing and practice with them every day and kind of seeing them play? And so, playing against them, really? Yeah, so, but they 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 came out the year that I got there. They they, they uh, graduated 2013. I, and, um, yeah, they, they left the year. They left the year I came in. So, I didn't, I didn't ever get to uh, – like play with them or practice with them and nothing like that. Yeah. But even still, you still got to play with some uh, some of the, some of the better talent. Like you got to play with Zach. Yeah. Yeah, Zach. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun playing with those guys that can like really hoop and you, stuff. I feel like I feel like it made my game better too, being able to see them. When you played play against them, did you feel like you stacked up well against them? You know what I'm saying? Because kind of coming from the suburbs and like you playing against the city city dudes or whatever. Did you feel like at first were you like, damn, I'm over my head? Or when you started playing, where you were like, nah, I'm like just as good as these dudes, or I'm better than some yeah. of them? Yeah, 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 yeah. When I first got there, like I said, it was it was kind of like I'm not even going hard because I'm just I'm just like just not confident yet. And then mm -hmm. 
as time went on, it's like, man, I can do the same thing. Like, I'm doing the same thing. Right. So, yeah, like you said, as time went on, it's just I, I was like, I'm better than you or, like, like I'm not far off type stuff. So, yeah, that, yeah. that also, like, helped me, too, just going at them every day and stuff like that. And then how did that translate to your recruiting, you know, college recruiting? What was that experience like for you? Um, what were those visits like? Like, how did you narrow your list down? Were you looking outside of basketball? You know, were you looking at schools for an education? Uh, what other interests yeah. did you have that, that helped you kind of figure out where you were going? Um, I think that that um, adjustment I made to go to Simeon really helped me because I didn't have any offers before that. And then once I got there, um, my first offers were Chicago State. And then... So everybody's first offer, baby. Chicago State is my hey. first offer, too. <laughs> shout out Chicago State. Everyone first. <laughs> For real. Shout out, shout out Chicago State. That's hilarious, bro. <laughs> I know some of these said my first offer is Chicago State. Everyone's first, man. Shout out Dog, State. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Shout out Chicago State for real. Baby, baby grinding, bro. They grinding for real. They got a good offer talent. They they know everybody. Yeah, facts. (laughs) I'm sorry. What was the question? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's great because Vic blew the whole question up with Chicago State. Um, (laughs) What what was the recruiting process like for you? Okay, um, it started off slow outside of Chicago State. Yeah, yeah, it started off kind of slow, and then um. That year, my junior year, going to my senior year, I think that um, I played pretty well at the uh, Bigfoot tournament. Vic, you remember that tournament in Vegas, Bigfoot hoops? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I had ended up. What did you play well. AAU with? I'm sorry. I feel like I I'm, I'm, with I'm a- killing this interview. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. You, it's look, it's your interview, Vic. You stole the show. I played with a few. I, I played with a few teams. I played with. I started off playing with Mac Mac Irvin, and then. I didn't like how it was going. I left there and I played with Playground Elite. This is it's a team in uh Milwaukee. And then yep. I came back to uh Mac Irvin to finish it up. Who you played with? Please tell you the Bigfoot Hoops. Mac Irvin. I played with Mac Irvin all the way from seventh grade to sixteen U. Then at seventeen U, I saw that we were getting Jalil. Like Jalil Garden team, but I saw he was in Cliff. Oh, you played with D Rose, right? Nah, I played with D Cliff did. Cliff played with D Rose. I played with Mac Irvin from Seventh grade to sixteen U, but I'm saying when seventeen U came around and they was like yeah. bringing in Cliff, I was like, bro, I am not just throwing the ball in the post every time. So I left <laughs> it on the mean streets. Right, and, right. And mean on mean streets, streets, I just watched Tyler Hughes dribble the ball around the whole stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was cool. Like I, I got to learn a lot of stuff on the EYBL circuit, so it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You played with uh, were you there when Charles was there? Did y'all play on the same team? With mean streets. Yeah. 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 I think Charles was fire at first, or Ferrari didn't fire the Mean Streets. I was really Mac Urban the whole time. And then just the last year, I went to Mean Streets. Okay. Okay. So that's how you, that's how you know, uh, Tori, his name. So when I, when I was coming up, when I first started playing AU, bro, I was playing a like, bro, like, I was playing basically shirts and skins at the Y, bro, my AU team when I first started. Like, yeah. I was playing with just my homies around at the crib. Like, we wasn't really – like, A, you turn we would go to, like, Gary, Indiana. You know, we weren't really okay. playing at, like, A, you turn for real. But then yeah. Tori's dad, who's good friends with my dad, you know, it's like, you know, Mac Irvin's got a good team. I'm the coach of this team. You know, I want your son to play. 
And basically, like, every weekend, I would just stay with Terry and Tori, and we would drive these tournaments and stuff. And that's kind of how I got acclimated into it. You know what I'm saying? In the first couple of years, I was on Mac Urban, like, I really didn't play, like, at all. Like, I was just kind of, like, I was, like, the 10th man. You know what I'm saying? I was just getting better through, like, practicing and, like, really getting frustrated that I wasn't playing. Like, that's really how I feel like how I got better because my frustration made me want to, like, you know, get better. I was like, wow, like, all of these dudes aren't better than me. But, but yeah. I play with Mac Urban. So, when people ask me, like, wait, hey, I usually just claim Mac Urban. I really don't say me Street's for it. Okay, okay. So, now that we know uh, Vic's AAU history – um let's I'm gonna be myself the barefoot hoops Isaiah no so Isaiah so you you played well at, you said barefoot hoops in Vegas I think it's called Bigfoot Bigfoot big right Bigfoot hoops yeah. in Vegas and then what happened so college coaches saw that and started reaching out yeah they just started reaching out from there calling my uh, high school coach and yeah I think it was probably like 10-15 schools from that from just that tournament it was like seven it was like five six days tournament or something like that but yeah I think that's where most of them came from got you and then how did you end up choosing Iowa how, what went into that decision making process it's crazy Iowa had ended up coming to one of my high school practices and they end up do you, you know Ed Morrow yep you heard of him of course they they, they came there to watch him and um I ended up playing well in that practice we, we just scrimmaged the whole time but I ended up playing well and then they had to start at the practice they talked to uh, my coach and and my family, and then we just kept in communication. I went on a visit, and I enjoyed myself. So that's I ended up committing, like on the visit. And and for you, what like what do you think it was about that visit that sold it? Like what made it clear that was where you were going to go? Was it the size of the school? Was it the, the conference that they're playing in? Uh, were there yeah. other factors? Like what was the final decision that what led to that final decision? Honestly, I think it was just I thought it was a good conference. I liked it, the coaching staff when I first went there. We talked, we had good conversations. Um, I liked the campus. Um, it wasn't too far from home. I think all those things played a factor. I got uh, two questions for you. Um, my first one being, when you were growing up, did you have like a dream school, right? Did you like love Duke or Michigan State or Kentucky? Like, did you have a, a, a uniform that you just envisioned yourself playing in the college? Honestly, bro, I didn't, to be honest. When I was younger, I feel like I didn't really think about. I really didn't think about college or NBA when I was super young. I just like I just like to play basketball. Um, growing up, I kind of got into all that. Like probably, I think I started like probably like freshman in high school. I started probably thinking about stuff like that. And who was your who was your team? I like the Michigan State. Okay. Did, did yeah. Tom Izzo ever end up recruiting you? Nah, I never heard from Tom Izzo. Oh, so we're not fans of Michigan State today. No, we're not. Clearly, absolutely not. not. Nah, but uh, <laughs> when you got into Iowa and you're kind of like getting, you know, your freshman, you're dropped off for summer school and you kind of moving in. What were your first impressions of, of kind of Iowa, the school, and then as a kind of college basketball in the Big Ten? Man, my first impressions, I was, man, I was, I was kind of nervous when I first got there. Um, just because I'm, I'm the youngest. I guess, I don't know. I'm the youngest in my family. And I kind of always been like babies and stuff. So I was kind of nervous leaving. And then I get there. And uh, I just, honestly, that freshman year was probably the funnest time of my life. I I had, you know, remember Brent Hudson? <laughs> you remember yeah, Brent Hudson? Sure. Yeah. He's from Chicago too. And uh, he transferred to Simeon's last year, didn't he? 
Nah, nah, he was at Dealer Cell. It's Dealer Cell, okay. Yeah. yeah, but so that was that was uh, my good friend. Yeah, we was it was fun, bro. I registered that year, so I was really just like practicing, chilling, like just. You just fun. enjoying college, huh? Yeah, I was you really just enjoying like college. <laughs> yeah, I was really just like <laughs> yeah. a student, bro. Just chilling. Yeah, we we was going out, like just having fun, bro. So, I don't know if this is accurate. You tell me if this is right. I saw that I read this online. It said you scored 19 points in 96 seconds. Yeah, so that was stop clock though. It wasn't like literally nine. It was like a stop okay. clock. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. But still, yeah. What was that like? Did you even start- stop clock? Like, like it wasn't just 96 seconds straight. It was like, like they blow the whistle, like timeouts, like all stuff like that. I mean, that's a 19 points. Come on, now. that's still yeah. yeah no, I'm not taking you. 20 points in a minute. Yeah. Don't take it away from yeah. me, so. Yeah, no, who'd you right, play right. Chicago State? <laughs> no, <laughs> it was Minnesota, right? Yeah, it was Minnesota. Come on, Vic. So I want to make Vic jealous. This is a victory. Vic no, no, in. Sure. I, I've never scored 90 points in a minute and 30. That's 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 tough. So we were just we were losing like we were losing bad, like down by like probably 17, and we like the game over so. I'm really just out there just trying to shoot and stuff like that. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, we had this one play where it was pretty much just an ISO play. I just get it, go down, and just score, like, in the first eight seconds. And I had pretty much just did that every time and ended up making a lot of shots. And, yeah, that's how that went. Hold on. Did you know you had 19? Yeah, did you know? No, I didn't didn't even know. I didn't even know, honestly. I was just trying to get him up. So, you're telling – so you're telling me when you're the type of player in the game when you're like cooking and you're scoring, you don't you don't know how many points you have? Nah, well, that game was different. Like I probably counted my points like during the game, but like at that point, the game was over. I was I, I really wasn't counting, to be honest. I don't think I don't think so, I was. So right now, and if y'all yeah. if tonight you score 48 points and you got yeah. 48, you don't you 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 wouldn't know that you're about to get 50. Nah, I wouldn't know. That's ridiculous. How would I know? No, nah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> First of all, you guys have a scoreboard that says the number and the points. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. What do you mean, how would you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? I, Your tipping, scoreboard has the stats on it. No, wait. Brisbane don't got that. Brisbane don't got that. Yes, it does. Yes, it does, bro. No. Two boards. One of the boards has name and points. Oh, yeah, they do. I'm tripping. Yeah, <laughs> Man, yeah. trust me. Yeah. Trust me. I look. I look from here, here and there, and I know in Brisbane there's the points right there on the board. <laughs> Nah, yeah, I would do that. I would look. Yeah, I'll definitely look. Yeah. So, so basically, you just have one of those stretches where you kind of blacked out. And yeah, I would say that. That's the best way to explain it. Because that's yeah. pretty impressive. And, and like you're saying, though, Vic clearly is is upset that he never had that. Um, so I just want to <laughs> give you your flowers there. That's that's incredible stuff. You know, I've I, never. Yeah, but I, I, I want to give him a flower too. And he didn't know about it. I, I want to give him flowers. But yeah, I but he would have been telling everybody about it. So, I'd have messed it up because I'd have been, I'd have been like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta get this twenty. I, I, I would for sure mess it up. <laughs> so, all right, so let's get back on track. So, um, you declared for the NBA draft in 2018. What led to that decision? Where you, you felt like you had done enough in college and, and you had a good opportunity to go pro, and that was the best time to do it. Uh, what was that whole process like? My pops really, um, I would say, made me. I would say, encouraged me to do that. I was, I didn't really want to do that. I feel like I didn't really do enough at the moment in college, but he thought it was a good idea. And that, yeah, I would say he encouraged me to do that. 
Okay. And then, so once you, you had made that decision, you worked out for teams, I imagine. Nah. Oh, you didn't. Nah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I didn't, I didn't do enough because I gotcha. didn't have any workouts. Yeah. It was just, gotcha. yeah. So then when you made a decision to go back to college, uh, mm. how did you choose your school? And then what ultimately, well, I guess, you know, you chose Arkansas originally is what you were telling us. So how did that happen? And then how did you end up ending, uh, going to Kansas instead? All right. So from the, from the beginning, when we were talking about it, um, I didn't think that I would have as many schools reach out to me. I was, I was like thinking I was, cause normally when people say like, when you leave high major schools, you normally go down. So I'm expecting to hear from like UIC, uh, like, like just smaller division one schools. And when I put my name in the portal, a lot of schools have reached out, a lot of big schools. And um, I think that I had talked to a lot of them and the best conversations I had was probably Arkansas. And I went out to Arkansas and they had like a full like plan and it, it looked real good to me. And that's why I had ended up committing there. I committed, yeah, I committed there like a few days after I came back home. And then what happened that led you to Kansas? One of my coaches from when I was like in third grade, he's, he's like, we still talk a lot. And him and my dad were talking and they, they thought it would be best if I went to Kansas. So they talked me into leaving Arkansas. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to do that. But we had a conversation and I decided to leave Arkansas and then go to Kansas. So Kansas, so you had Kansas as one of the offers. Yeah, yeah. Time when you chose yeah, Arkansas. I had Kansas. So yeah, yeah. You clearly had, had, had top programs across the nation interested in, in picking you up for that, that year. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I, I had actually took a, a visit to Kansas as well, too. Okay. So, and, yeah. And so once you chose Kansas, you know, what was that like? How did that feel? Did it feel different than being in the, you know, in the Big Ten and with Iowa? Did you feel a, a different kind of basketball uh, sense when you were on that campus? Yeah, no, they're huge with basketball. It was crazy, honestly. Uh, as far as as far as partying and stuff like that, I would I tell people all the time they they don't believe me, but Iowa was like better yeah. than Kansas party wise. It was Iowa was different. I'm not gonna lie, but as far as basketball wise, it's like <laughs> it's like the top of the top. I would say. It was it was definitely a lot more pressure playing for Kansas, especially early on. But it was it was everything I expected to be on the basketball court. It was people know you everywhere. Games are sold out every game. It was super loud. You feel like playing in that environment where everyone knows you, where you're kind of treated like a pro already. You know, you're playing in an arena that seats thousands of people. Do you think that's yeah. helped you as you've moved on to your pro career? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, because um, even even like well, before I got to Brisbane, uh, I was in New Zealand and, and here. It's not it's not the same atmosphere. Uh, every game is not the same atmosphere as, as it was at Kansas. Uh, Kansas was sold out. I think it was like fifteen thousand people in there every game. So as far as when it comes to pressure and stuff and having people watch you, like all eyes on you, I feel like I, I've gotten used to that being through college and stuff. And you were on that team at Kansas, right? The year COVID was canceled, correct? I mean, you're good God. Good God. Oh, my, brain just, my brain just stopped working for a second. Uh, the year that COVID ended the March Madness tournament and, and you guys didn't get a chance to compete, right? Right, yeah. What was that like for you? You know, as your, your final year, you were on the number one team in the nation. Like, what did that really feel like? Uh, I think mentally well, after everything you'd gone through. 
it was it was honestly heartbreaking, bro. Honestly, it was tough. I'm not even gonna lie, it was tough because that was the main reason why I went to Kansas, and it was to play in March Madness to win a national championship. And for me, from everything I went through, even from just at the start of Kansas, because it was like a real grind to get. I didn't start when I first got to Kansas. I had to really work, and I ended up starting like the middle of the season, going into March Madness. So. I was me- I was messed up, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I was yeah. I was sick. And you know, I think that it really is. I I can't even imagine, right? Like for me, I played high school basketball. You know, that was as far as I went. You know, I, some people think I could have gotten an offer from Chicago State. You know, that's just people. That's just noise. But you know, I never got the offer. That's hearsay. Yeah, that's yeah, ball yeah, sack sports. It's over, tweet, yeah, it's over here. You know, it's, it's nothing. But um. Yeah. You know, as a competitor, someone who's always played sports and, and always tried to play, you know, at the highest level that I could perform, I can't imagine what that felt like. You know, hearing your story, um, hearing Devon, you know, Devon Dodson, your teammate, he talked a little about it. Uh, you know, really, really can't imagine what that was like mentally to to endure that. And um, it kind of must have felt like a, a bit of unresolved, you know, like your, your story's not finished. Um, how did you take that? and find a way forward right like how did you end up moving out of that dark space or however you felt and figure out your next step in your basketball career honestly I would say my my dad had a a big help just his support for me with this basketball stuff because it was a point where I was like I I can do something else really I had a conversation with him man he's like man you tripping like you first of all you come way too far you've been through way too much you gotta like you gotta get what you're supposed to get out of it. So I would say my dad really helped me just keep pushing when I when times was getting rough. Yeah, man, uh, that's you know I think that's really inspiring because like like I said, I can't imagine what that must have felt like uh, for you. Um, but then what was that like, right? When you you your dad gave you that that push and you were ready to start your professional career. Um, yeah. What was that first moment like when you signed a professional contract? Man, it felt good. I would say, I would say after, so my first professional contact contract was in New Zealand. And I mean, it was like, after like I got my second win, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Like I'm training every day. Like I'm going hard. I'm getting ready. I just wanted to play because COVID was so crazy. You was hearing people that's been in the league, ain't got no job. Like, like it was just tough, I guess. So for me, I just yeah. want to get, I, I wanted to get somewhere in play. So, when I got when I heard about New Zealand, I was excited, and I got out there and I played well. And then once I heard about it, because my whole goal I was just trying to move up and up. So I so I I had already in my mind I wanted to go play in Australia. I talked to my agent about it. Like this New Zealand gig was gonna be a stepping a stepping stone to like get up to Australia. So I played well, and then I heard from an Australian team, and that's when it really hit me. Like never give up. Yeah, you got like even even like with stuff I'm going through now, like now I got a little bit of experience. I see like it's just, it don't always it don't last forever. Like so. Yeah, no, I think like you're saying, right? You you put the work in, you persevere, and it might not happen how you think it's gonna happen, but you know, look where you are. You're exactly where you wanted to be, and it might not have been the the road you wanted to travel, but it's the one you traveled, and and here you are today, uh, to share your story. Um, what are, you know, your ultimate goals? Like, is it to be in Australia and, and play at the NBL at the highest level? Is it to make it to the NBA still? Is it to, 
uh, you know, start a business outside of basketball? Like, what are your kind of goals for your future? Um, well, basketball-wise, my end goal, I want to play in the NBA one day. So that's what I'm working towards. And also, my, my mom and dad do real estate as well. So I'm, I want to get into, like, real estate and just having, like, stuff like that. So I would say those are the only two things I'd be thinking about at this point in my life. But I want to do, I want to do other things as well. Really unique to have you both on this show, both from the suburbs of Chicago, both having played for Brisbane. I think that that's just an important thing to call out, that basketball is this amazing thing that brings people together all around the world. And for that coincidence to, to exist, where you guys are now on this show together and you both played in Brisbane and you're from sub suburbs of Chicago, I just think that's so incredible, the, the power that this game can really uh, can have and the effect it can have on people's lives. Not for sure. I was going to say, uh, you know, even hearing Isaiah speak and all the ups and downs that your career has, has taken you with, I mean, it still is taking you to, like, New Zealand and Australia. Like, it's a lot of people, especially from where we're, we're from, that will never say they got to go to Australia, never get to say they, you know, have seen New Zealand. I, I, I've never seen New Zealand, but people here just say how beautiful it is. I haven't either. And, like, have, have had that experience. So it definitely is something that's, like, you shouldn't be taking for granted, but – I was going to ask you if you could give advice to your younger self, maybe say yourself when you were at Iowa, what do you think you would tell yourself? I would say work hard. If, you, if you're going to do it, work hard. Put your heart into it, but enjoy it. I really, really try to enjoy it. Because like you said, people, a lot of people don't get to do all this stuff, especially where we from. A lot of people don't get to see this stuff. So just enjoy it. And I would say don't let it change you. Like basketball is – it's what you do, but it's not who you are. Like for me, mm -hmm. I sometimes allow basketball to affect how I just how I just let it change me. And I don't even know how to say it, but y'all know what I mean. Like I yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's, it's what you do. It's not who you are. It affects so. you more than just a game. But I feel like it does that with a lot yeah. of people, right? Like yeah. sports can just become so intrinsically a part of everything you do. Like when you want to, it's funny because as a team, like Perth had a conversation about this, like. I know it's just a job and it's what, like, you know, you, it's a sport, right? Like, it's not your life, but we put so much into this thing. Like, it's hard to separate the yeah. two sometimes because, like, it is a lot of what controls your everyday life. Yeah, that's, man. that's, that's what I would say to my younger self. I think that's very profound and, and important to, to remember. Um, Isaiah, man, we really appreciate your time. Vic, man, thank you. you Want to ask him the question? No, yeah, we can. We can, uh, I'm asking two questions because from Chicago. My all first right. question, Isaiah, is give your uh, top three NBA players of all time, and you have to say one, two, three. And it could be Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. That's an acceptable answer, but go ahead. Really? Yeah, I'll take it. If you want to, it could be. Michael Jordan. Ah. Uh, Kobe. Okay. LeBron. No, he doesn't like LeBron. Fine. Um, that's fine. Oh, that's okay, mine. my second question wait, is. Oh, wait, I want to hear y'all's, though. I want to hear y'all's, too. Jake's is Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. Jake said Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. I'm Kobe all day. And mine is What's Michael, LeBron, and probably Kareem for Kobe. Okay. okay. All right, all right, cool. What's the uh, second one? Um, and then my second one is name, name your all-time Chicago starting five. All-time Chicago. There's a trick in this question. There's a trick in this question, just so you know. What's the trick? What's they, the gotta be, they have to be from Chicago. They can't have just played on the board. They got to be from Chicago. Maybe they went to St. Rita's, too. Maybe they had to have gone to St. Rita's, one of them at least, but, you know. Uh, Kevin Garnett's from Chicago too, just so I'm throwing it up. Oh, he is? I didn't know he, he graduated from, from Chicago. Farragut. He graduated from he... Farragut. That's from Chicago. Nope. Okay, D Rose. 
Wait, can it, it's it's in their prime, right? Like now, how they it's in their prime? Yeah. yeah no, well, you could say you could say MVP Derrick Rose. Yes, it's oh. in their prime. Sorry. Oh my goodness, D Rose, KG. We, who's our? We don't got no bigs though. Like. AD isn't AD what? technically? Oh, what, AD, yeah. What's this guy talking about? I'm Okay, D Rose, AD, KG, Jabari. I got one wow, this laugh before it too. You laugh before you say showing his uh my man is showing his Chicago knowledge. I got <laughs> hey, I love Jabari. I love Jabari. He's really showing his Chicago knowledge. <laughs> man said we don't have any bigs left out Anthony Davis. One more, you got one more spot. I got one more. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody pick it for me. I don't even know. Oh my god, here I'll say mine. I'll say mine. What yeah, is say name? yours. I got I got MVP Derrick Rose over Isaiah Thomas by hair. I got Dwayne Wade. I got Iguodala <laughs> at my three. Iguodala or Nick Anderson at the three. I, I got Anthony Davis. Chicago. Anthony Davis at uh, the four. Anthony Davis at the perspectives. What? Iguodala's from Springfield. Iguodala's from Springfield. Anthony Davis went to perspectives. Okay. So I got AD at the four, KG at the five, and I got uh, Tony Allen as my sixth man. Oh, yeah, Tony Oh yeah, okay, okay. That's a tough team. Man, this is this is crazy, man. I don't know. You gotta you gotta tighten up on your Chicago. <laughs> man, I'm from Frankfurt, bro. I'm not even. I'm gonna say I'm gonna start saying I'm from Frankfurt, bro. I'm not from no, Chicago. Thanks. I'm from Frankfurt, bro. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Isaiah, man, appreciate you. Good luck with the rest of the season, and uh, we look forward to having you back on. Man, thank you. So, appreciate y'all. Of course. All, All right. right, take care. Easy, brother. All right, see. You. All right. This podcast is presented by Bristol Studio. Sound editing by Rashad Allen. Music by James Grissom. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.